to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. Today's episode, we explore our thoughts on WandaVision, casting for The Last of Us, and future projects we are excited for. Check us out on Twitter at ITMMultiverse. Now, it's time to explore with us as we go Inside the Multiverse. First episode of Inside the Multiverse. So, this podcast has been a long time coming. It's been in the works. Um... You know, it's gone through some few different iterations, but I like where we're at and I like where we're, we're going to be heading. So with me on this very first episode is my good buddy or my good buddies, I should say, Matt and Brad. Matt, how's it going, dude? Doing pretty good. How about you guys? Doing well, doing well. What about you, Brad? How you been? Chilling. It's really cold, but I'm, I'm cool. Oh, that's right. You're over there and that you guys are both right. Oh, wait, you're in Texas, Brad. And Matt, you're on the East Coast, huh? Yeah, outside Philly. So, dude, we're over here spanning every single time zone. It's great. So, yeah, we just, uh, you know, wanted to come together and kind of just talk about all this, anything that's been going on, anything that we like in pop culture, mostly focusing on, like, superheroes, comics, you know, movies, TV, anything, and just, uh, you know, just kind of get here and bullshit about it. So... You know, our discussion today is going to be mostly focused on, like, any recent news. And at the end of the show, we are going to discuss WandaVision. So we're going to discuss everything from episodes one through five. It's five episodes? Six. 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 Ah, damn. All right. (laughs) One through six. And uh, we're going to be talking about them. So if you haven't, if you're not caught up yet, that's probably a time where you might want to hit pause, run, go watch it, and then pause, you know, play it again and you know, check us out and see what you think about our discussion. Yeah. So the first bit of news, I think we'll go with some kind of some casting stuff. So Brad, why don't you give us kind of what we've been hearing, you know, what's been going on recently with some, with some cool movie news. So the one, the one big thing was uh, the last of us casting Uh, that's been in the works for quite a while. Uh, That was one of my favorite games I've ever played. So I've always, I've been kind of following along on that. And then uh, when I heard HBO got the rights, I was like, I was, I was stoked. You know, HBO, right. they're, they're pretty much like the top of the mountain when it comes to TV shows. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was awesome to hear that they got the movie rights. Um, and then we were kind of going through a little bit of rumors before we heard the final casting. Uh, we heard uh, at first we thought uh, it was going to be Mahershala Ali, which yeah. I, was, I was over the moon. I was yeah. like, oh, let's do it. Um, unfortunately, they weren't able to come to a deal. So that was just kind of a rumor that was circulating around. Um, and then shortly after that, we got Ellie, who is going to be played by Bella Ramsey uh, or Lady Mormont from Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome casting. Uh, she really killed it in Game of Thrones. Um, I was just kind of waiting for her to get something bigger. So I'm really excited about that casting. And then shortly after that, we got uh, we got our Joel, and that is Pedro Pascal. Oh, hits me right here. <laughs> Feels so good. Now, I'm gonna admit I wasn't. I'm not like a huge The Last of Us guy. Like, I, all right. So I have a confession to make. Um, anybody who knows me personally knows this already. I don't do well with like horror suspense. Like, that's just not my area of expertise. Like, dude, I've been dragged to horror movies, and my face has been covered for 80% of any horror movie that I've ever watched in my entire life. That's that's real. That's me being honest. So I got to, like, one mission in The Last of Us where you have to... Ah, damn, what's the mission? You, It's, it's early on. It's early on. And you come down, and you got to go ahead as Joel and kind of clear out one of the rooms. There's, like, this room that you got to clear out. And you have to use, like, just a brick and I think, like, a knife, dude. And I was too creeped out, and I kept dying. And so I said, you know what? Fuck this. I can't (laughs) handle it right now. And I put it down, and I never picked it back up. But I did play the um, online. So there is, like, an online co-op component to that game. And that was really fun. Um but yeah, that's that's as far as I go now in terms of like Pedro pa- Pascal. That's that's my guy. Like he's, I- I'm so glad he's getting all these jobs and getting to be successful. Like uh, I can't wait to see him. 
Yeah, you. I mean, when it comes to the game, you made it farther than me because I've never even turned it on. So, <laughs> I I've heard of The Last of Us. I don't know anything about it. But if it's something that both you guys are excited for, then definitely when the movie comes out or the show, uh, I'll definitely be checking it out at least. Yeah, for sure. So, Brad, should I pick it back up? Oh, definitely. I mean, the gameplay, I mean, it, it's insane. Like you, how you said you were had to go through that one mission where it's just like a brick and a knife. Like yeah. it's like it's crazy. Like you, you have to use bricks and bottles in order to like distract your opponents. Um, you can like uh, increase the sensitivity of your opponents. So like if you play on a harder level, your opponents are going to be more aware of their surroundings. So then you'll have to use more bricks and bottles in order to distract them. Like just it's it's a it's a next level game in my opinion. Just everything, the graphics. Okay. Uh, and then just like the scare factor, it's—I'd say it's pretty real. Um, yeah. I don't know how far you got into the game, but uh, they have like these things called clickers, yeah. which are like the zombies that have like the tumors all over them. Yeah. And man, those things—they—they they get scary. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the very first mission where you kind of interact with them is as far as I got because of how like scary, dude. They're pretty damn scary because they uh, uh why are they called clickers again like you would know uh, you would remember. i believe it's because uh they make like a clicking noise if i'm not mistaken yeah and they're like yeah they're just really spooky dude like they look scary um and yeah it, it was just a challenging game and i think i put it down too quickly um i'm willing to pick it back up which i still have it on the ps4 so I'm going to go, I should probably go and give it a try. So mm -hmm. as far as like, why do you think uh, Pedro Pascal will be like good, is a good choice? Like, why do you think he's a good choice for Joel, Brad, since you've played it the most? I think, I think he just has such a large acting range. I mean, he's done so many different roles. I think he'll just be able to take on the, the role of Joel. Um, and then he just has like such a, such a good feel for like the subject matter like i mean mandalorian it's it's not the same but i'd say it's kind of the same i think somebody made a joke on the internet like uh pedro pascal like he's always doing these like rescue missions where like he has to deliver yeah. a package to somebody and like the package ends up being like a person it's kind of the same thing as that so i just feel like you know i i feel like he's got familiarity with the source material yeah okay i i saw another joke that's talked about how like uh ped Pedro Pascal has been like typecast as a single father and like th they're all here for it and I was like dude yeah it's great because he's done it in the Mandalorian and I guess in that like um Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel thing like I don't know if you guys heard about that as like we are heroes or something and it's like on Netflix mm -hmm. um but yeah he's a character he plays another character in that and um yeah now this I'm I'm super excited um, it'll probably be something that I should go back and pick up. And Matt means we have more homework to do. We're going to have to go and play it, you know, give it a go. I'll try to push through all the uh, fears and anxiety that I have. Now, with this in mind, with like video game movies seeming to be something that they're still trying to do, uh, I'm springing this up on you guys. What are some video games that you would like to see be made into movies? Like Matt, what do you what do you think? Like off the top of your head, um, you know, I'm not a big video game connoisseur. There's some very specific genres I play. Like I do a lot of I play uh, Counter Strike on the computer, which is first person shooter, uh, and I'm very into that. But it's there's no like storyline to it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think. I mean, the first two that come right to mind are God of War and Halo. I feel like those yeah. two series. I mean. It, We've, we've all been waiting for a movie yeah. or a TV show or something to be made of those. And, you know, I think there's so many actors that could play Kratos pretty well. And I, I think just the story itself is, is so appealing to so many people that it, it kind of seems like a no-brainer to turn that into something other than just the video games. Yeah, I feel you. What about you, Brad? What are you thinking? Uh, I was going to say God of War as well. Um, that's, that's probably like one in my also like top three of like my favorite video games ever. Uh, I love the God of War game. Um, 
So that would probably be one. And then another one, uh, Miles Morales. Oh. I mean, I think that. I mean, I know we got into the Spider Verse, uh, but I feel like you know at some point we got to get a a live action Miles Morales. Yeah, I would cry. I would so cry if Miles Morales became a live action movie. Um, you know, because that was a Spider Man that was super important to a lot of you know Latino people, like. Mm-hmm. That was really important, and the first time I ever heard of him, I kind of went nuts, and I was like, "What? What is? Who is this dude?" I was like, "Are you kidding me? His last name's Morales." All right, did some research. I went and bought like two volumes, like in the comic books, and you know, had to had to read about this guy. So, um, I, I I would be super excited. Me, I'm gonna throw out like God of War is the easy one. Like I've played God of War since the very first God of War. Like I played one, two, and three. I kind of have a funny story about that. I've played like the first and second one with my mom because I was like a little young. I was little on the young side and my mom is like, she's fairly young and she was super into video games. So she would sit there and play the game with me and we'd kind of like alternate on the levels. That's cool. And there, if you've ever played God of War though, you'll know that there's some scenes in there <laughs> that are like, you know, pretty rough. Like some cut yeah. scenes that are like, you, I probably shouldn't have been seeing that. And Excellent. so I remember... Yeah, dude, yeah. I was just about <laughs> to say that there was an instance where we were kind of going into this cutscene, and there was obviously women naked, you know, with female nudity, and my mom's sitting right there, and I was just like, oh, I damn. Gotta go. I gotta go I just, check the fridge or for food. Or something. I gotta, I gotta I, get out of here. Yeah, dude. I legit remember just putting my head down and just like... Just waiting until it was over because it was just so bad. Yeah, it's but, always an awkward moment. Yeah, I think God of War would be would be great. Um, I think another one that I recently played was Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. I think just because of the the storyline of it, um, they might have to make a few changes to it just to I don't know. I think the the game itself may have a little bit too much. You can argue there's a little bit of like white saviorism in the story a little bit if you've ever played it. Uh, it toes the line, you know, kind of. But um, another one would I, I think would be the Fallout series because that's an easy one. Yeah. You know, you know, Fallout. You can have something crazy happen. You can have anybody play the lead because you get to create your own lead character. So, and yeah, kind of explore the wastelands would be fun. Now, I have a question for you guys since we kind of spawned on this topic is, do you think movies that have been made from video games are have been successful? Do you think it's something that, you know, it depends on the video game, but do you think it's something largely that's been done well? Oh, I'll, I'll let Brad go first. <laughs> um, the only one I can really think of off the top of my head is probably uh, Doom. Which I never saw the movie, but I heard there was like some. I heard there was some like questionable CGI in there, and like the storyline was pretty bad. Yeah, you're not and then, much. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, Assassin's Creed, which I also never saw. Um, but that had Michael yeah, Fassbender. Good. Yeah, one of my favorite actors, so, but I did not see that movie either. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, so I, I I don't know if I'd really be able to speak on the topic because I haven't seen too many uh, video games that have been turned into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like my favorite so far has been, um, Tomb Raider. I don't know if you guys, Mm -hmm. any of you saw that Tomb Raider movie, but it was really good. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the actress, her name is escaping me at this moment, played it really well. She did a Angelina Jolie. No, not the Angelina Jolie, the the newer Tomb Raider. Okay. I haven't seen that. Okay. So it's more loosely based on like the. 2013 14 reboot of the tomb raider series which takes it back to like prequels and those are good games as well so that has been the best one i've seen so far i think it's just hard to make video game movies it's just hard because most of the people who play video games they know the story already they have an attachment to the main character and they have all these preconceived notions and all these ideas of what the story is going to look like and how the world should look and what's going to happen that when it doesn't it's hard to you know detach detach yourself like oh well 
in the video game, this person didn't do that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, thing. it's this whole thing that I, I think is tough. It's really hard to make a good video game movie. Um, you have to almost, like, take the idea and insert new characters. But even then, you can run into some, like, issues with that. So, I don't know. I don't know how well video game movies are going to keep, like, if they're going to keep making good ones, to be honest. like Yeah. I, I agree, um, and that's part of the reason why I asked the question, because from my knowledge of movies that have been made from video games is, from the top of my head, I remember most of them not doing that well, and kind of speaks to the point you said of, you know, the players know the story, they know the characters, and they're expecting it to go a certain way, but, you know, what you can create in a video game, you can't always create in a movie and have it look real and have it feel like it's, you know, really part of the game. And I think it's also some games you have a very loose storyline and, you know, that gives the people who make the movies a little more freedom to insert their own story. So, you know, it's just a hard genre, I think, to kind of take material from. I mean, there have been some good ones in the past, but I think for the most part, it's it's something that is has been hard to make, you know, like a critical, critically acclaimed movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they're making a monster hunter movie with yeah they're making a monster monster hunter movie with uh mila joke jokovic jokovic from uh resident evil yeah resident yeah so she's like the lead and fans are not happy (laughs) fans are not happy because it doesn't look anything like the video game so i think that one's gonna struggle too and it'll just put video game movies in a tough spot um so yeah, let's let's keep it going. Brad, do we have anything else? Any little bits of news that we've kind of need to discuss before we get into the big discussion about WandaVision? Not that I can think of. Um, were we going to discuss upcoming projects, or are we going to go into WandaVision? Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Perfect. Thank you for keeping me honest and making sure <laughs> I remember stuff. Um, yeah. So another thing that we kind of wanted to get into was just the. Uh, you know our most anticipated upcoming projects whether that be movies you know tv anything that right now we're excited about um so brad what's what's your what do you got this honestly was a tough question for me because i mean there's there's so much coming out right now um i was kind of you know struggling between you know do i talk about dune do i talk about moon knight uh so I, i settled on moon knight eventually uh, I just, Oscar Isaac, he's my guy. I, I love Oscar Isaac. He's one of my favorite actors. So like, as soon as I, I saw that he was going to be Moon Knight, I mean, I was instantly drawn in. Uh, we were going through a bit of rumors on that casting too. Uh, I think they were looking at like a Daniel Radcliffe or like a Shia LaBeouf um, before Shia LaBeouf went through all this uh, latest news. So, and then, so we ended up with Oscar Isaac and I just, I really love like the story and the lore of Moon Knight, uh, just like the, the, you know, the Egyptian history and everything like that. I think it just makes for like a super interesting story. So I think that's going to be really awesome. And then the fact that they're also bringing on like an Egyptian screenwriter, uh, Mohammed Abid, I think that's really awesome. Uh, you know, somebody that's, you know, dove into the culture and the actual lore, you know, of, of, of Egypt. So I, I feel like he's the right person to tell that story. And then also we're getting uh, Ethan Hawke as the villain. Ooh. So, I mean, Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac, like, sign me up, you know? That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a great one to punch. Yep. And I, I've done a little bit of research, and people are saying that he could play Dracula. Oh. Which I okay. think would be really awesome, because, like, one of the most famous Moon Knight panels is, like, uh, Moon Knight, he's walking down the stairs. And he's uh he's like, where are you, Dracula? Uh, I know you're in here, you big fucking nerd. So I, I, <laughs> I, I've always just wanted to see that play out on a big screen, or you know, little screen. That'd be dope. Oh man, yeah. I don't know too much about Moon Knight, but when I heard all that, super stoked. Like that got me excited. That got me pumped. Matt, what about you? So the two things that uh, I'm excited for, one of them I think a lot of people are excited for, and from what I've seen, people's reactions to the first two seasons, people won't uh, aren't excited for. So the first one is the Batman. Um, I just love 
uh, first of all, I just love Batman. He's he's I mean he's fucking Batman. How can you not love yeah. him? But I've I've really liked the Christian Bale version. I liked the Ben Affleck ver- version. But and Carlos, me and you have talked about this before. I think Robert Pattinson is going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think from the trailer and from what we know, I think the approach to this Batman is going to be really fresh but really enjoyable at the same time. And one of the things that I'm excited for from the trailer is it looks like he is more of kind of the martial artist and detective aspect of Batman, where with Ben Affleck, we got, you know, a fucking giant of a man that (laughs) you just believed could pummel people into the ground, which he did in a couple of scenes. But with the Robert Pattinson one, it seems like he's going to be more of that, like, stealthy detective, but still can kick anybody's ass because, I mean, Batman's, like, one of the most... uh, feared martial artists in the comic universe so i think the approach they're going to do with him is, is going to be really well done and then the second thing i'm excited for is season three of titans which i know a lot of people did not like titans but nightwing is my favorite superhero so to see him in live action it, it was really awesome i thought the actor did a great job playing him and i know a lot of people didn't like his character because he was very kind of like broody and you know, pretty violent, which a lot of people don't consider Nightwing to be, but I, I really liked the approach to it, and it's something I'm excited to see more of. Okay, for sure, for sure. Dude, <laughs> Batman-wise, like, I just really want, like, the sh- the only thing I want out of this Batman is just one shot where he's, like, fully cloaked in his cape and just mm-hmm. standing there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would love a shot of just him standing there, like, behind somebody or, you know, something like that. Oh, dude. Just, like, anytime you see him in, like, the animated series or, yep. in, you know, in, like, so many uh, comic panels, it's just, like, him cloaked, completely cloaked and just standing there and all you see is, like, the white eyes, yep. the outline. I, I want to see that so bad. I'm super stoked for that. Um, my two, I think... So, I'm a... I posted it on Twitter. Now, this one's a little bit... I'm a little bit, like, nervous about this one just because it is a CW thing. Um, It's Superman and Lois. Uh, I've been itching. I've been dying for something good Superman. And I haven't gotten it in so long. Like, I did not... So, I guess the way I'll break this down is, like, Man of Steel, I went into it and I was excited, right? You know, that was, like, already eight years ago. I was yeah. super stoked. I was like, dude, this is going to be awesome. I came out and I was kind of like, okay, it was all right. And then eventually I kind of talked myself into being like, no, no, it was it was pretty good. But then I watched it again and I was like, oh, no, dude, there were so many things that just bugged me as a Superman fan, you know. And then all this, everything they've done with the character on, on screen to this point has frustrated me. So then this new, you know, CW Superman a lot of people have said, like, feels more like Superman. So I'm excited to check out. I hope it's not, like, the production value is what I worry about the most, I think, with those shows. Yeah. Is sometimes, like, you know, this the CG is really bad. Sometimes the writing is kind of bad, too. Like, some of it just gets a little bit too corny. I don't mind cheesiness and lightheartedness, but I think there's got to be this balance. Um but I am excited to see something new, Superman, and to check it out and give it a shot. And my other thing is, dude, I love Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Godzilla versus King Kong is like one of the things that I've been waiting for since I saw it in like, you know, one of the older movies. Like I've been waiting for just all these damn kaiju just to beat the shit out of each other. And I mean, I know that it's going to be, it seems like they're kind of setting it up as like, oh, they're going to battle. But I have the feeling that, yeah, they're probably going to battle maybe twice. But I get the sense that there's going to be something where they're going to have to like team up and fight against. You know what I mean? And I think my original theory was like, oh, the government is going to get like King Ghidorah's head. Because I don't know if you guys have watched spoilers. Have you guys watched uh, the most recent Godzilla movie? Yeah. Yes. Brad, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, good. So, you know, I thought, oh, they were going to find King Ghidorah's head, try to remake Ghidorah and make Mecha King Ghidorah, and it was going to be a whole host of shit that they were going to have to deal with. Um, 
But there is that other theory of another mecha kaiju being made, right? And I don't want to spoil that just in case anybody has not seen that. But either way, I don't think it'll be... Maybe it is Godzilla for a little bit, but I think they're going to have to come together and eventually fight about something, and I just can't wait to see them beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it, it seems like it's going to be kind of the same blueprint as Batman vs. Superman, where they're fighting, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, maybe we should take care of this guy together. Yeah. And I, and I 100% agree with you. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, and that's funny that you bring that up, because I did tell you guys, in the, I think in the group text, that I was like, they're, they're going to do BVS better than BVS did. like they're gonna do that versus even way better and it's gonna be just two giant creatures Mm -hmm. um yeah so those are kind of the things that i i can't wait for um you know and uh everything everything it's a good time to be into this type of stuff you know because we got so much coming out yeah Uh, uh so yeah let's just Get right into the, you know, meat and potatoes, whatever you want to call this, the like real discussion here. Now, if you have not seen it yet, this is like the spoiler warning. Don't go past this point. Hit pause. You know, watch it after you've completed because we're just going to dive into it. And, you know, spoilers are ahead for WandaVision's episode pretty much one through six. And we're just going to kind of give a review of it and what we think about it and maybe throw out some theories about little bits here and there. And let's just get right into it. So, all right. What, first of all, my question is like, what did you guys think about not just the the latest episode, but everything that kind of has built up to it? Brad, you look like you're itching, dude. And you've been itching for this conversation for so long. So what did you think, dude? Oh man, it it was an awesome episode. Um, and then I, at first, I mean, it was a little slow, like the first couple episodes, but you could kind of see like the mystery unraveling, you know, bit by bit. You know, they started off with kind of like that I love Lucy vibe. And then you're like, okay, like, you know, some things aren't right, but it's like, okay, you know, I'll keep watching. And then, you know, each episode, it's just, it keeps picking up a little bit more pace. And then these last two, man it's it's really picking up some steam yeah i mean fuck it how did you feel about pietro coming back and it's not even pietro mcu's pietro it's evan peters quicksilver dude like that was nuts to me yeah that that was crazy and I full disclosure, you guys know that I hadn't seen WandaVision up until the last few days. Um, I was t- trying to wait until it was all out so I could just watch it all in kind of one sitting. Yeah. But, um, you know, doing this podcast, I wanted to make sure I was well informed. But I, I had known before the episode that it was going to be him um, before I watched the episode, not before it came out. But still, I mean, it was just like, holy shit, like they they really brought in a completely different universe Quicksilver. And I thought when Darcy said she recast Pietro was like the perfect way yeah. to kind of like bring that moment together. Cause everyone's like, wait, are they going to acknowledge that this is, it was Aaron Tyler Johnson just not available. So they were like, well, you know, the character come on in. But yeah. I, I think the way they did it was, was really great. And I, I have my own theories as to Pietro, but you know, I, I think just having, Evan Peters version come in was a a really big twist oh for sure dude like I was sitting there and I was like holy because I had tried to stay off of social media just because I knew there was like I had heard that there were some spoilers about a potential cameo and I was like oh dude I don't want to watch anything so I kind of have stayed off of it and then when I watched it I was like dude they went for it like that's crazy to sit there and get him is nuts and then, you know, as the what I appreciated about the show is like as it progresses, it's kind of like what you said, Brad, the mystery kind of started to unravel when you start to see what's really going on. And I think even to some extent, you start to see how powerful, right, that Scarlet Witch is like you start to see, oh, my bad, Wanda. She doesn't have that name yet, <laughs> no, but no, no funny alias. No fun, no <laughs> alias, but how you see how powerful Wanda is in being able to pretty much take control of an entire city and just or an entire town and just start to form it in a way that she wants is 
is pretty incredible, dude. And being able to essentially, I mean, reanimate Vision is insane. Because now we kind of understand that he is fully reanimated, but it seems like he's only reanimated in that, like, area, in the hex. Because Mm -hmm. we saw as he, like, came out, he kind of started to fall apart and get pieced apart. And I don't know what that was or if what was going on there, but that was really interesting that that's how strong she is. And potentially like there's a potential for her to continue to keep getting stronger. Right. So, yeah, like, I I don't know. It was just a really, it's been a really good series so far and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I I think as you said, it's showing how powerful she is. Um, Because as I was watching the episodes, I was texting my brother and we were, talking about it his theories and stuff and he was thinking and you know there's definitely some maybe uh little nuggets there that suggest there's infinity stones that are having a a play on this um Mm -hmm. where i think it's more of just the show is establishing how powerful she really can be because i don't Mm -hmm. think the movies really did that justice because you know in in the comics she's i think much more powerful than what's been shown on the big screen so far and, you know, I, I think just the way they've handled showing her powers uh, has been done really well. And when you said, you know, Vision, can he exist outside of this this Wando-created hex? I, who knows? Because it did look like there was something a little different that was pulling him back. Or, you know, was he just ceasing to exist in, in, outside of that? So it's definitely interesting to see, you know, what his role is going forward from here. For sure. For sure. Yeah, and I, I think this has kind of been building up for a little bit while, a little while too. Like you said, she wasn't as strong in the movies. But like, if we remember at the end of Endgame, I mean, she fucking gave Thanos the one too. Oh, I yeah. mean, she, she almost took him out by, by herself. So, I mean, yeah. this has been building up. And then now you get to this series, man, she's got the juice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that final scene where like her eyes are just like glowing red and she's just like expanding the heck by herself. I mean, that was a that was a wild scene. Yeah. And can we like can we acknowledge that she only stopped expanding because she wanted to stop? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it wasn't like, oh, I can't go any further. No, it was like, oh, I got vision inside of the hex. I expanded it a little bit further just to prove a point. And now I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And dude, so I think we've kind of been talking about like all these little Easter eggs and stuff in it. One we were texting about, but we haven't really got into yet, is uh, the whole... It was super quick, but it's about um, Monica Rambeau saying something about that she knows an what is it, aerospace engineer yeah. that might be able to help out. Right. So, Brad, you had a theory about who this aerospace engineer is. I'll let you go first. Who was it, dude? Who do you think? So, I have, I have two theories. Um, first one, I think it'd be a good way to introduce Reed Richards. Um, I think that's, I think that's a little bit played out though, because I feel like anytime somebody mentions like a scientist in like the Marvel, Marvel universe, I feel like Reed Richards is always the guy they call. So I feel like that might be, you know, a little played out. I think a little more outside the box choice could be, uh, Adam Brashear. Damn, you stole mine. Because uh, I think, uh, I, I believe Marvel at one point, they had talked about doing the ultimate. Yeah. So if they brought in Brashear, who is the love interest of Monica Rambo, and they're doing America Chavez in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I believe. So, I mean, you'd have the whole team together. Yep. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Black Panther. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, but I believe, you know, maybe Shuri could take up the mantle of Black Panther, and then you have a full Ultimate team. Yeah. Oh, I like that, yeah. And for people who don't know that name, that's uh, his alias is the Blue Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's a, he's another super powered guy. His backstory is like he was a military dude, went into like helping out with I don't remember which agency he was a part of, but eventually he becomes the Blue Marvel because of a negative zone type interaction, changes the DNA, and he gets all these cool superpowers. But yeah, like you said, that would be I think that's the the really good one like 
that would make total sense. Um, another one for me that I thought potentially could be it would be uh, Riri Williams. Since they are eventually doing an Ironheart thing, and she's supposed to be incredibly smart, and she's supposed to be the next, you know, big... She's supposed to take up the mantle, the mantle of Iron Man, really. So um, I think that would be a good segue to introduce it. But yeah, Matt, you got any theories about who this aerospace engineer is? I mean, I my theory is that I think it's going to be Reed Richards, but Brad brought up a great point of that's kind of played out. And that seems like, you know, the obvious choice, especially because we know the Fantastic Four are going to be coming into the Marvel Universe at some point. So this seems like such an easy way for them to, you know, make their introduction. But I think, um, you know, having uh, Prashir, that be the guy, that seems a little more of something that the people who run Marvel would do. It's that, oh, you think it's going to be this, but this is what it yeah. really is, and it's going to be yeah. an even bigger twist. So I think those two are probably the the safe bets as to who that engineer is. For sure. Now, I also wanted to talk about like something else that they've been kind of hinting at. So if you guys remember, damn, I don't remember the episode, but after she comes out, Monica Rambeau comes out of the hex, they start talking about her her scans and her blood samples and even Darcy brings up like hey this has changed your blood on like a DNA like level like it's changed what's going on in your DNA now for people who don't know eventually Monica Rambeau is a superhero known as Photon I believe I believe that's her name yeah they even showed that in in the show so now I'm gonna I'm gonna expand on this real quick and I want you guys to kind of to let me know what you think about this theory. So my theory is is that eventually Monica Rambo is going to become Photon, right? I think that's the, that is starting to be hinted towards. However, I think the effects of this hex, right? <laughs> the of hex the, effect. Yeah, yeah, the hex effect are going to be something similar to all the people that are kind of being taken in and being under this this whatever's going on in it that I think this is a way that Marvel could potentially explain or start to explain um, mutants, right? Because it's a coding, it's a DNA change at that level. Like, it's a gene type of thing. So I'm not saying it it is, but it could be, like, a segue into, like, well, and it takes place in New Jersey. New York isn't that far away, right? So maybe she envelops that whole area at some point and she's able, she starts rewriting people's DNA. Everything goes haywire. It awakens like a mutant gene thing, the X gene in some people and boom, we got a bunch of mutants. Now we got the X-Men, right? Like that's what I think they could be doing, which I would just lose my mind. dude. Yeah, that would, that would be a great way to introduce them. And I didn't even think of that, but I think, I mean, just, from what you said, the the science behind it is just a very easy way for them to introduce it, but in a way that is like, holy shit, like this is maybe this is the big payoff of WandaVision is this is where the X-Men come from. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that definitely could be a very uh, promising path to go down. And I think a lot of people have been like speculating, you know, they could bring in Wanda's dad. Um, I know in the MCU, Ooh. they, they, they did her like the adopted parents. But I think there's still a way that they could work in Magneto being her dad, which I mean, if you're gonna do like a Luke Skywalker level cameo, like, Magneto, like that's close. Yeah. Like bringing Magneto in at the end of the season, like that would be insane. Oh man, imagine if like at the last second to last or last episode, they get another knock at the door, and then her and Pietro both answer it and it's Michael Fassbender standing there and he says something like my children or something like that like just something crazy I will lose it dude I that I, I would lose it too I mean as I said before Michael Fassbender is one of my favorite characters or uh, favorite actors and Magneto is one of my favorite characters um, not so much just because he's such a badass but because <laughs> he has that Jewish uh, background and you know one thing that I think we can all agree one of the important things with superheroes is not so much the powers, but the story and, you know, what they mean to people. So to see such a a prominent Jewish superhero means a lot to me. So I I really like Magneto for that. But I mean, 
I, I like that way of if they introduced him because it kind of goes along with the theme of the show and the sitcom. But I could just imagine like there's some scene going on and you just see metal start moving. Oh, and then that's like that's all they show is just metal oh. moving, just like a little rattle, like in X Men Two or X Men Three when uh, Ian McKellen moved the chess piece a little bit. Like just something, mm-hmm. just something like that, where it's just like enough to get you thinking, but not over the top, where you're like, "Oh, that's Magneto for sure." Yeah. Oh, dude. Even if the metal moved, whoo, God, I would just go ape shit. Yeah. Like so about about that cameo thing. Like, do you think that Evan Peters cameo was the cameo she talked about, or do you think it's going to be someone else? Like, do you think I? There's... I don't think there's any way. I mean, like, like Quicksilver, like that's cool, but there's no way that's like Luke Skywalker level, like no way. I agree 100 percent with Brad. I think that's might get people thinking like, oh, that's a really cool cameo, and then they think that's it, so they're not expecting the the next big cameo. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's going to be an even bigger one. Okay, so now if not Magneto, if not Michael Fassbender, Magneto, who else do you think could potentially like show up? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, there's there's characters that I think could be introduced in this, but not ones that we've seen before. So you can't really call it a cameo if we've never seen them before. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me hoping it's Magneto so much that I'm refusing to think of anybody. <laughs> I mean, maybe Tony Stark. Maybe okay. Robert Downey Jr. has one last surprise for us all, but. I mean that that would be I think Luke Skywalker big. Yeah. Tony Stark. I, I think I've seen some people throw that one out too, which I think could be pretty cool. Another idea I had was like what if it's either like James McAvoy or Patrick Stewart roll Ooh. roll in to like kinda <laughs> talk talk her down from this like rage thing that she's got going on. Like she's just going ballistic and she needs somebody of of a calm mind that can kinda, you know, get into her head a little bit and have that discussion with her about what's going on. And, oh man, I, I, once again, I would, I don't think I'd lose it as much. Like if it was Magneto, but I'd be super stoked if it was like a professor Xavier cameo, that'd be nice. Is there any um, interaction between Scarlet Witch and Wolverine? Cause I was just thinking, what if it's Hugh Jackman? Oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think so because he's according or uh, just, browsing his instagram he's not as jacked as he is when he plays wolverine so maybe it's not him but i think that would be a cool way to uh either bring him back for a cameo appearance or maybe try and reestablish the character with a different actor maybe the mm-hmm. cameo is not necessarily an actor or an actress but a character and they're mm. going to reintroduce the character with the new actor or actress whoever it is mm. okay I like that idea. I mean, I'd be super excited. <laughs> no, dude, I'd be excited if it was any Wolverine. I love Wolverine. Like, yeah. he's one of my favorite X Men characters since the X Men, like '90s X Men show. That's where I first got my introduction, and I was like, dude, this guy's a fucking badass. <laughs> um, so, what do you guys think now? I know there's this whole trying to figure out is Evan Peters really pietro is that pietro really pietro is it him is it you know did somehow he come from that alternate universe and get there did she somehow distorting the image or do you think it's someone completely different what do you guys think because like there's there's hints right like i yeah, I personally think it's something else. Uh, I, I think the pretty obvious one that a lot of people have been talking about online is Mephisto. I think yeah. it, it could be him. And, you know, maybe I'm just looking into it too much. But in the uh, recent episode with the Halloween, he had the hair styled. And immediately I just got like Mephisto vibes from how his hair was styled. And I don't know. I, I just feel like it's... I don't want to say like it's too... I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it, it just seems like too much is too much positive, I guess, is going on. Like, you know, if she has vision back. She's created this alternate reality, basically, where, you know, things are, are starting to unravel. But for the most part, have been helping her be happy. And then her brother comes back. And I don't know. It just seems like 
it, it's leading to something different and it's going to be a different character or there's something there. Especially when in that last episode, she looked over at him and he had the bullet holes and looked dead, just yeah. like Vision did with, you know, the crushed head. So I don't know if that was something there, too, but I, I don't know. I don't I don't really think it's the real Pietro. What about you, Brad? Uh, so I, I'm kind of along the same line of thinking as uh, Matt. Uh, one, uh, the first thing I noticed was uh, Billy, when he's kind of doing like the whole like Malcolm in the Middle thing, he looks over to the camera and he starts narrating. And that's supposed to be like kind of like his internal monologue. But what you, if you also notice in the background, Evan Peters looks over and notices that, which that's not supposed to happen. I mean, it could be nothing. But I feel like in this show, okay. like every little every little detail is kind of adding up to something. Yeah. And then the other thing is, uh, like too many. There's too many hell references. Uh, that I think he said uh, hell spawn. Uh, I think he said Westview is like cool as hell or something like that. And and then he also, uh, how would he know that Vision is dead? If yeah. he apparently just, uh, what did he die in Sokovia? Yeah, he died in Sokovia and then he just woke up here. So how would he know that Vision is dead? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like there's like all these little little Easter eggs. Um, but I also think he could not be Mephisto. He could be Nightmare. Okay. Dang. Yeah. That would be really because interesting. Nightmare is, supposed, is the rumored villain of Doctor Strange 2, which WandaVision is supposed to lead into. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would that would make a lot of sense. Like, if they were going to go and kind of really lead into that second Doctor Strange movie, having a villain kind of be the bridge to that would make some sense. What I mean... he's the cameo? Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, I think he could be. <laughs> I think he could be. I don't think that's... She kind of... It seems easy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to lead into uh, yeah, the second Doctor uh, Strange. I, I think that is too easy of a cameo to do. It seems like a lazy, a lazy way to do it. Yeah, and maybe Elizabeth Olsen just put way too much hype on it. You know, by saying it that, could be that too. Yeah, you know, and where it could be Benedict Cumberbatch kind of coming in and helping her fight this, you know, this dude Nightmare who's kind of ter- starting to terrorize her a little bit. And um, I just think like. Man, the thing that struck me odd was there's so many questions. He's asking so many questions like, oh, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Oh, how does it feel? How does this? Why, you, you know, what is going on here? Like, oh, are you, you know, and I'm just kind of like, dude, like, if you were really her brother, right, you would understand all these things, which obviously we know he isn't her brother because technically that, you know, whatever, the continuity things, but it was just that's that's what i took from it i didn't see those little details like you did brad which is like that's a really good catch because if he's able to kind of live outside of that um that sitcom thing then you know he might be something or a pawn of someone way more powerful yeah Mm -hmm. and also what you said with uh, asking a lot of questions there's the scene where she asked him a question it was like oh what was the name of that boy that used to you know pick on you and stuff and he was like what are you quizzing me and she's like no like i'm just but he never answered the question yeah i I don't know if that was you know me looking too into it or not but yeah there's definitely a lot between their interactions that show or is leading to it not really being him I did yeah, like which... the Tyler, uh, Tyler, oh, no, I'm blanking on his name. Aaron Tyler Johnson, uh, little uh, Easter egg with the kick ass. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's his movie. That's his movie. Yeah, that was cool. That was really good. Um, I, so I think how, how many episodes we got left? Like four? Three. three. We got three. Oh, man. And they're all going to be one hour long, right? Potentially, there was a rumor uh, spreading around that that could not be true. But I guess Kevin Feige, uh, at the beginning of the series, he said it was going to be six hours long, and we only ha- we're only at like two hours and forty five minutes right now. Oh, so yeah, that I mean that I math adds there. up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh man, it's just going to be. I think it's just going to get crazier and crazier as we go on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have no idea what to expect next. 
Um, was there anything else you guys kind of wanted to touch on just about the, the series in general? Or like any theories about it moving forward or anything like that? Not that um, I can really think of. I mean, yeah, I think, I think we, we covered everything. On the, on the I main think, ones. Yeah, for sure. Either, I mean, it's just been so good. Like right now, I think it's probably been my favorite yeah, that's tough. I don't know, like Marvel series, just in general, it's been a really good one. Like, I think, you know, it's hard to top Punisher for me. Like, Punisher was just such a good, such a good series. I'll see. Yeah, Daredevil is really good, but WandaVision, do, the way they're doing this, it's it's just, like, superb. It's, like, really good. Like, high-quality stuff. Yeah. Um, what's, what's crazy about it is it's not really... I mean, they are using their powers, but they're not like fighting people. It's showing that superheroes can be really entertaining and, you know, they can be captivating without it just being this big CGI. Let's just throw all these cool superpowers together and make a battle. It's showing, you know, one, their abilities as actors and actresses, but also it's just, it's so good because it's not what we have been seeing from all the movies. It's a completely different type of entertainment. Yeah. Oh, how about um, the FBI agent? I think his name is Jimmy Wu. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, oh. Jim Halpert from The Office. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, John Krasinski, my bad. Yeah, which I think would be a really funny thing if they do introduce Reed Richards and if it is the perfect oh, casting dude. and have John Krasinski to have both of those. I can I can only wait to see what the memes would be from Office and WandaVision fans. It'd be so good. Um, yeah, dude, he's I really like his character. Like he's got a yeah. really cool blend of like you know being kind of funny but also like being able to handle himself in certain situations and trying to make sure he's doing the right thing i was like oh this this guy's like you know i would watch i know he's kind of said he would like to have his own little like spin-off uh i don't remember their their little group name that they have for his character but yeah i would i would definitely watch more tv with him mm-hmm. yeah, i think there was kind of like an idea like circulating on twitter of doing like an x-files like yeah. style series with like him and he's like investigating like all these like Marvel mysteries, like stuff like popping up all over the United States. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I'd oh, watch that. Yeah. That'd be so good, dude. Yeah, him and, and Darcy, I think would be a good duo to uh, do that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'd love it. Well, I mean, if that's all we got, I guess we can wrap this thing up. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in, you know, watching or listening and uh, i appreciate it once again my name is carlos uh thanks matt for joining me thanks brad for joining me um you guys i feel like we're gonna move forward and have some really fun times on here and i can't wait to see what we do next so uh we're definitely gonna have an episode sometime soon because we're gonna have to talk about the next you know episode of wandavision and anything else that's going on um but yeah thanks for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys later yep see you guys Thanks. See ya.